0: Welcome to the You Got This podcast featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We
1: invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow him to lead the way, you got this. Hey
0: Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome episode of You Got This with your host Sandy and Donnie from Your New Life Ministries. This is season uh, four, episode four, and we're going to talk to you today about one of my wife's special books that she'd written a while back, entitled Step by Step uh, into a Deeper Walk with Christ, an interactive devotional. And what we mean by an interactive devotional, this is a study book that you can actually write and take notes. And there's a website you can go to to interact with other people who have this similar book and share notes. It's all about togetherness and uh, fellowship. And that's what this book brings to life. It's, it has over 100 and uh, over 200 and some pages in this. And it's all about the Bible and what God leads you to do. There's all kinds of poems, scriptures, everything in this book. You would be amazed by how much of the of content you would get out of this book. I'll let my wife go uh, give you more detail.
1: Yes, Welcome, everyone. Yes, behind each chapter there are some pages with just lines that you can write your special notes. And you can go to our website, yournewlifeministries.org, and go to the step by step page to add your comment and learn from some of the comments already there. There's also a Facebook page that you can do the same thing step by step into a deeper walk in Christ. How close do you want to be to Christ? How close do you want your spiritual walk? How intimate do you want to be with Him? Well, that's up to you. Jeremiah 29 13 says, You shall seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So it's up to you. We're not going to go through every chapter. There are 12 chapters. We are going to go through chapter 5 and 6, admitting your sin. Admit, I did what? Yeah, we always. We, We don't always want to face what we did and admit it. But it's to your benefit when you do. And 6, chapter 6, surrender. Oh, no. No, our flesh does not want to surrender. But the first chapter is the one you need the most. I've gone in here over 50 verses, Bible verses, of just how God feels about us, about his love towards us. And there are lines after each Bible verse so you can write what God is telling you. Then, chapter two is I am. That's some of the different names of God. That's not every name. There's so many names. He told Moses, I am that I am. And that's because whatever we need, that's what he is to us. So there's so many different names. Then, chapter three is salvation. Of course, we need to be saved in order to grow our relationship with him. Chapter four is prayer life. Uh, okay, if you don't talk to your spouse, Or your best friends? How good is that relationship going to be? So to grow in Christ, besides reading the Bible, you need to pray. You need to talk to him. And of course, I told you what five and six are. Chapter seven is about our trials. Chapter eight is about the growth that we receive from our trials. Chapter nine is stepping out. It's just we live by faith and not by sight. Chapter 10 is a dump. That's being just totally drenched in the Holy Spirit. Chapter 11 is deeper still. And part of going deeper, part of your daily walk, you need to read the Bible. That is your spiritual food. If you go without regular food, you're going to be weak. Well, prayer and communication with God, that's just a given every day. You need to partake of your spiritual food every day. And you don't just need to leave it up to the pastor on Sundays because you don't eat physical food once a week. Well, nor should you partake of your spiritual food just once a week. And, of course, giving thanks. We need to give thanks in all situations because above all, no matter what we go through, Jesus Christ, he died for us. None of us on earth are perfect. None of us. So every one of us, if it wasn't for him, no one would be having an eternal home in heaven. Get that? That eternity is forever. Forever and no one would be there so if he never did another thing for us on earth we to spend an eternity in heaven earth is but a breath it's just temporary it's preparation for where you're going to spend eternity where are you going to spend it and so we're going to go through these and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about some of the different things and the importance of admitting your sin and forgiving
0: that's right. The Bible tells us that we all fall short of the glory of God. We all commit sin every day. Nobody's perfect. But it's what we do after we commit the sin, whether we just live with it or we give our sin up to God like we're supposed to and admit that we're wrong and ask for forgiveness. And we're going to ask for forgiveness almost on a daily basis because we're all going to do it all the time. And that's what this this uh, chapter talks about. Five. chapter five, admit that I did what and Now, what sin and forgiveness? Refusing to admit when you are wrong about something, when you have sinned, is another big roadblock. It will keep you from becoming more intimate with Jesus. It is like seeing the woods in the garden that are overtaking it and calling them plants. The weeds will continue to grow and overtake it until there is no more room left for real flowers or other plants that are in the garden. This is just like the fruit of the Spirit planted in our hearts. As seeds upon your conversion, the fruit needs nurtured, watered by time, spent with God, obeying Him and reading His Word. But if you leave it up to negative emotions, sin, and refusing to forgive, these negative emotions and sin will overtake your heart and keep it from growing. It will keep the fruit from blossoming within your heart. And that's what we're talking about. God knows we're going to sin. We're going to sin constantly, all the time, because of one word that God absolutely hates: Pride. And What is a middle letter in the word pride? Everybody knows how to spell pride. P-R-I-D-E. And the number one letter in there is I. Me. and Just like everybody else. And that's what keeps us from the glory of God. Pride go before destruction and hotly spirit before a fall. That's in Proverbs 16:18, And that's what we am talking about. If we, have, if we have too much pride in ourselves, we're not going to give the glory to God as where it belongs. And that's what we're talking about here. Admit that you're wrong. There's nothing wrong with admitting that you're wrong. Everybody is wrong from time to time. It just happens to how we handle the, the sin that we commit. And do we uh, ask for forgiveness or we don't?
1: That's right. And God loves us. He says in Hebrews, endure hardship as discipline. See, we all need to self-discipline ourselves. Self-control is one of the fruit of spirit. And we need to develop it. We need to, as we get rid of all those negative emotions and the sins in our heart, we make room for the whole, the, seed, the seeds of the fruit of the spirit to grow God says he is treating you like children. He talks about that in Hebrews chapter 12. See, sin alienates you from God. Colossians 121. How close do you want to be? How close do you want to be? Admitting your sins as well as learning to forgive allows the Holy Spirit to have room in your heart to correct you and to teach you. This keeps you close to God, and it keeps you growing and drawing closer to Him. This brings glory to Him, and as He says in the Word, it says in 2 Corinthians three eighteen, But we, with all open faces, beholding as in, a, as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as the Spirit of the Lord. We grow from glory to glory. And if you refuse to let the Holy Spirit do its work, if you refuse to admit your sin, if you want to go around thinking that you're perfect and you're just all the bag of gifts, then you're never going to get closer to God. You're going to keep struggling because God's not going to bless your mess, nor will he do that for anyone. Do you want to get closer to God? Do you want him to have full control and giving you complete freedom and liberty in Christ? free from the baggage that you've been carrying, the weight of sin and the weight of unforgiveness, it's a heavy load. And that bitterness and resentment, all it's doing is that one that you think hurts you, it's letting them control you and control your emotions and steal your joy in the present and on into the future. Is that what you want? Jacob was known as the deceiver. Because he did. He deceived his He deceived his father into getting the birthright. He deceived his brother. Is that what you want? Do you want to be known by your sins or do you want to be known by a child of God? And people without even knowing you can just feel the Holy Spirit dripping from you.
0: Exactly. So how are you going to handle this? Are you going to just offer your sins up to God like we're supposed to in the Bible? Or are you going to let it keep clogging your heart and judgment and draw you further and further away from Christ? That's what the world wants. We're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. We're supposed to want something bigger, our eternal place in heaven that God uh, created for us. And you often wonder, well, why does uh, God let uh, bad things happen? He doesn't necessarily let bad things happen, but he doesn't want robots either. He doesn't want to control every aspect of our thoughts. That's why he gave us free will. He allows us to make our mistakes and to learn from them. That's why he gave us our own mind and our own brain. But it's up to us to know what we're going to be doing. Besides admitting your time, you cannot move on and you. have uh, until you forgive, how can you expect God Almighty to forgive you your sins? That He died on the, well, He died on the cross in your uh, in your place to uh, forgive. And you not forgive those who wronged you, you are placing yourself above Him and doing that. That's right. That's where pride comes in. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others for their sins your father will not forgive you of yours. Matthew 6, uh, 6, 14-15. And that's what I'm talking about. That's why I said pride. The number one letter in there is I. If you make yourself all about you and don't have compassion for others, what does that mean for you? What does that do in your life? Think about that. It's food for thought, isn't it?
1: Yes, and I had it described to me once as Someone carrying around this heavy, heavy suitcase on their back every day. And it's filled with the negative weight of sin and unforgiveness and bitterness and offense. And you're carrying that. Just imagine that on your back with big, heavy boulders in it. And you're carrying around 24-7. There is no relief. And you know that bitterness and offense and the heaviness it brings to your heart? That is also part, a big part of the reason why people walk around with so much heart disease in the world. Think about that. Do you want those people to keep controlling you? It's so freeing to just let go and let God hand them over to God instead of playing of war. God will renew your heart he will give you a light and free airy feeling to your heart love and joy and peace will replace those negative emotions how can you not want that and just as God dealt with you or is dealing with you on your sense guess what He's going to deal with other. Everyone, it says in the Bible, is accountable. Everyone is held accountable, so they're not going to get away with it. You're thinking that holding on to it, they're being punished. No, think about it. Who's being punished? You are, because you're staying angry and bitter. So you're really punishing yourself. Let yourself off the hook and give them over to God. Let go and give yourself a break. Maybe you just don't remember everybody. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal all those people you may still need to forgive. And he will give you the strength to do it. Just ask him. And in return, you will receive his healing. You will receive his love. And it will bring peace to your spirit. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's Philippians 4.13. And the best thing about God is forgiving you. He is the one who forgives you of your sin. And guess what? In Hebrews, in Hebrews 8, 12, it says, he will remember your sins. He will forgive your sins and remember them no more. So ask him. Ask him those things and ask him to reveal the sin in your life. And help Him. ask him to show you the way and what you did wrong and maybe why he will. You see, Jacob he finally he he went to work for his uncle because he ran from his brother. He was threatening to kill him. And he went to work for his brother, his uncle, and his uncle deceived him. First of all, he deceived him into marrying um, the older sister that he didn't want to marry. That just gets me. How do you not know who you're marrying? How do you not, not know? You should know them by their physique. And if even if their face was covered. Yeah, I don't get that. Uh, But he deceived him. And then he had to work twice as long just to get Rachel, the one he really wanted to marry. So he just got tired of it over the years and constantly working. and, And Laban was making off because Jacob was favored by God. He still had the favor of God on him. He was still known as a child of God. And so he finally decides, I'm going to go home. But on his way home, he's scared of meeting up with Esau, scared that Esau was still mad. And so one night he wrestles with the angel of the Lord because he didn't want to be known as a deceiver anymore. He's, And he he told the angel of the Lord, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. How desperate are you to be blessed by God? What are you willing to do? Are you ready to finally give up your own way and it's all about me and I'm going to do what I want? Everything is, everything is permissible, it says in the Bible, but not everything is beneficial. It's so freeing just to let go and just surrender and let God take care of you and getting rid of the sin in your life because if it keeps having the same adverse effects, That's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Guess what, people? If you're planting apple seeds over and over again, do not expect an orange tree to grow. It's just not going to happen. And if you keep planting those same native seeds and keep sinning, don't keep expecting the blessings of God to come about because that's not going to happen either. What do you want? So he finally fine because he was desperate enough no i don't want to be known as deceiver anymore and so god changed his name from jacob to israel he wrestles with god and overcomes so what are you willing to give up what are you willing to do are you willing to finally let go this is in this chapter and so much more. We didn't read all of this chapter to you. There's so much more to it. And it goes more into detail in the story of Jacob. But are you finally re- willing to nail your sins to the cross to have that personal relationship with God and grow?
0: Well, that's a, that's a decision that you will have to make. We're going to take a quick break here. We're going to play a song by Danny Gokey, as you've seen it yet. We'll be right back. After
2: two, after have you been praying and you still have no answers? Have you been pouring out your heart for so many years? Have you been hoping that things would have changed by now? Have you cried all the faith you have through so many tears? Don't forget the things that He has done before And remember He can do it all once more It's like the brightest sunrise Waiting on the other side of Seen you
0: Welcome back, and I made a mistake. I didn't mean chapter 2, I meant chapter 6. Chapter 6 is entitled Surrender. Oh, no. And what we're talking about is when you surrender all your sins, you're thinking, oh, no, what's going to happen? Well, what's going to happen is God's going to forgive you, and you're going to have a new life. A new life that you can't possibly imagine, but it's not going to be easy. As we all say, Christianity is not easy by any means, because... Unfortunately, we're going to be targeted for our faith, for our religion. And honestly, I shouldn't even be saying the word religion because it's not about religion at all. It's not about religion by any means. It's about having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, a personal relationship that He's always wanted with you. But you kept rejecting Him, just like everybody else in this world has rejected Him at one point in their life or another. But that, and you ask, well, What is it to have a personal relationship? What it is, is talking to him, spending time with him. And you ask how you do that? Simple. Number one, going to church, listening to the word, being aware of your surroundings. And what I mean by that is because not all churches are equal. You have to pray to God, find out and listen to him about what church he wants you to attend. Because there's thousands of churches out there. Some good, some not so good. And that's why you have to visit them and make sure they align with what you and God want. And most importantly, what God wants for you.
1: Yes. And so our flesh, our flesh doesn't want to surrender. Our flesh wants what it wants. And giving it up, it's part of spiritual growth. But the more you learn to surrender and the more you learn to just let God have his way and let God be in control, it's as if, okay, God, what are we doing today? What are we doing? And he'll inspire your heart. Lord, I have to make this decision. Um, Should I do this or should I do that? Should I go apply to this job or should I go apply to that one? He will direct your steps. He will speak to your heart. Speak to your heart. Not in your mind, but he in your heart, you will just have this knowing. You know, I just think I need to do this. And there will be a peace about it. And also, he's not going to tell you anything that doesn't go against his word either. And to kind of describe the wrestling of our flesh, I wrote this poem a long time ago. It's called I Died Today. Lifeless in your hands you carry me. I am dead to the world and to my flesh that you may live free in me. I have fought and wrestled against the struggles in my heart, wanting all the pain to be free from me. The answer to my pain, you already knew there was only one thing I needed to do. Yet I struggled on, trying in my own way and praying in desperation. The fight continued on. My heart truly broken. I cried, please God, show me your way. You knew the way and were patient with my stubborn heart, fighting for its own way and failing to see it yours. Weary from all the pain and the trials that wore me out, I fall lifeless into your hands. The path has broke my heart. I finally die today. My will inside me gone. is buried with my pain and in your hands I lay. My heart cries, I'm tired, Lord. There's no more fight. My heart struggles no more. To my amazement, the peace I sought finally came. When to my will I died, and I called to you and gave myself. My heart will never be the same. That was the way all along. for God is great and his way is best. You must die to self and seek his grace, and us let his glory be revealed that we may see his face. He'll wait patiently to hear us say, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. His peace will come and you will never be the same. When in your heart His presence known, you will shine. His glory known.
0: Yep, so it's about surrender. It's about everything you have that's preventing you from getting closer to Christ. Too. Learning to surrender to give up our own will. When our flesh is screaming, No, your brothers and sisters were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh, you rather serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command: love your neighbor as yourself. As you bite, devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. Say I want you so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit is what contrary to the flesh. They are not in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you will, and you are not under the law. Galatians 5:13 through 18. This is something very hard to do, but it, but is another part of our spiritual growth process that will draw you closer to God. See, you ever hear of the terminology sins of the flesh? There's a reason why the term exists, because we are by, bound by flesh. We are natural human beings are going to want and to give unto to our natural animalistic desires. What, uh, what I mean by that is, one, if a man sees a woman and he's very attracted to her. He's going to try to do whatever he can to get to that. As, as well as vice versa because women have the same desires as men do. But God commands yeah. us to love one another and if we're drawn to each other, to marry them, not to just give in to our sexual desires and just do whatever we want to, whomever we want, whenever we want. That's wrong. You just can't go out and, uh, excuse the pardon me, pardon me, impression, but uh, you just can't go out and go bed hopping anytime you want to. God only knows what kind of stuff is going to happen when you do that. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to. We're supposed to mate, uh, mates for life, just like birds do. Birds mate for life, and that's what God intends us to do: is mate for life.
1: That's right. And Jesus, He came and He was made flesh, so He knew our weaknesses, and He came in the flesh, so because, hey. It was in the flesh that we lost our freedom and and invited sin in. That is the devil. It was in the Garden of Eden, and so the Lord had to come back, come back and take the keys back in the flesh to win them back, and He did. And so He was all God, but He was all man, and He learned obedience. And in Philippians, it talks about, read Philippians chapter 2, because it talks about how Jesus learned obedience. And it says, Because of his obedience, God raised him up. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and over every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. We can learn by his example when we allow the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit within us, we have the strength to surrender. And surrender our will to Him to obey as we put Him first rather than our own wants and needs. It's a step-by-step process, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And as we do and pass through the difficult trials of life, we grow and our life becomes a blessing and a testimony to those around us. We are then able to help and encourage others because we have been through difficulties. we surrendered to His will and obeyed. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, we also share our comfort and balance through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for our comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance in the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. That's 2 Corinthians 1, 3-7. Surrendering to God's will is humility. And with it, in obedience, comes God's favor. Humility is the fear of the Lord. And its wages are riches and honor in life. That's Proverbs 22.4. What are you going to choose? Are you going to choose your own will? Because as Donnie read in Galatians, that's enmity towards Christ. That means it's fighting against it. It's fighting against the spirit. Why do you want to fight against the very thing that's going to bless you? Because you're not going to win. Be stronger than God.
0: I think we all know the answer to that. No one is stronger than God. Not even Satan is stronger than God. But the thing is, with Satan, he lies, cheats, steals, and deceives and kills for his own glory. But God gave us the ability to withstand him if we choose to. It's all about choice with us. Do we want the Holy, Holy Spirit in heaven or do we want hell and damnation? That's your choice to me.
1: Which one is it going to be? That's right. And so those were just some of the um, writings from my book, Step by Step into a Deeper Walk in Christ. And like I said, there is lines, there's pages with lines after each chapter. There's different connect points that you can think about and make a connection on Facebook. And you can interact and As you write you never know what somebody else can learn from something that you learned and we can all help each other that's why this is called an interactive devotional and it's a book that that's meant for you to take your time to take your time and let the holy spirit speak to you and grow you how well and how close do you want to know and grow toward christ How intimate do you want your relationship? God wants one with each and every one of us. He says, I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord, that they will be my people, and I will be their God. For they will return to me with all their heart. Jeremiah 24, 7. So if we keep seeking him, we will be rewarded. He says, if you will seek me, you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Psalm 42, 1 and 2 says, As a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you. My God, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? So do you want a more intimate relationship with him? Do you want to grow closer to him? Well, it does take some effort on your part.
0: Yes, And this book is help you understand what God for me This this book will help you and guide you. It's not a uh, substitute for the Bible by any means, but it will help you uh, get to know Him and understand the verses that are in the Bible better. So we both, we all know that the Bible is the number one key essential ingredient to having God in your life. And this study guide will help you understand the Bible much, much, much better. My wife spent years writing this book. And it, just, it, it will amaze you by how much you will learn. And always remember just to get this book everywhere books are sold. Even on our website, yournewlifeministries.org. You'll find this and our many of her other books that are available on that website of yournewlifeministries.org. And don't forget to interact with other people who have this book. You go to our the Facebook page, uh, Step by Step, or on our website. The same exact thing. And just put in there whatever you learned from this book. It will help you in so many ways that you can't possibly imagine.
1: Yes, and I want to read to you a couple of other poems that are in this book. One of them is Step by Step. Step by Step you lead me. Step by Step I follow. You lead me in the everlasting way. Though darkness may surround, the light of your glory illuminates my path. Darkness is not dark to you, and childlike faith I follow. Though darkness may surround, darkness is not dark to you. The light of your glory lights my way. So step by step I follow, you lead me in the everlasting way. Step by step you lead me, step by step I follow, you lead me in the everlasting way. You bore my sins, you wore my pain, in it I am healed. By the cross you carried all my sins, all my pain, and all my worries are nailed to it, so step by step I follow. You rose to glory and left life, liberty, and purity behind through your Holy Spirit, so step by step I follow. Step by step you lead me, step by step I follow. You lead me in the everlasting way until finally those steps lead me home.
0: And there's many other uh, poems... Uh, similar to that and other topics in this book as well, called Step by Step into a Deeper Walk with Christ. This is an awesome subject that will help you grow your relationship with Jesus Christ. Like I said before, you can get it from our website or from Amazon or any other website that sells books. You can all get them there.
1: And one last point before Donnie gives you some more updates and as we close. Your efforts are not unnoticed people do see the changes from you and I had someone who was struggling with uh, their own sinful life one time asking me how do you have so much peace I wish I had the peace that you have so you don't have to go knocking on doors and and, and beat people over the head with a bible you just have to tell your story they see Christ in you they're going to ask that's an open door to share your testimony and your testimony is just sharing what Christ has done for you in your life and how He's changed you. Not only that, your kids see. That's the last poem I want to see is Mama on her knees, and the Lord gave me this, and He spoke to me. He speaks to me, and He speaks to me in dreams, in my heart, and in His vision, and He just talks to me. And this was a you know awesome way, and I didn't catch it till the very next day, but. The night before I was going to church, and I'd been praying for the salvation of my son. Uh, This was a long time ago, in 2004, my oldest son. And he gave me this poem the night before we went to church. And the next day, when I got into his car, and it was on a Christian radio station when it wasn't before. That's when I put two and two together. And that's what God was trying to tell me that my son was saved. This one is called Mama On Her Knees. Sometimes they need to see Mama on her knees. With all the love she has to give, she gives the most when she's on her knees. Sometimes they need to see the faith behind her bended knees. Mama goes to the Lord in prayer. She loves her children so. Sometimes they need to see Mama on her knees. She prays about their souls. She prays about their needs. With all the love she has to give, Mama goes to the Lord in prayer. Sometimes they need to see Mama on her knees. Sometimes they need to see the faith behind her bended knees. Now they're grown with children of their own, and they're talking to the Lord on bended knees.
0: And we hope you enjoyed that poem as well. And in closing, we just want to remind you of a few updates. One, we have a new release coming out on September 8th, honey. Yes, ma'am. September 8th, called mm-hmm. My Father's Eyes, Seeing the Love Through His Eyes. Is like that? Seeing
1: yourself—it's my father's eyes. Seeing yourself through the eyes of God, through yeah. the eyes of love.
0: Yeah. So they got that coming out uh, on September eighth, as well as our 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 Facebook page is really popping now. We got over five thousand three hundred followers on our Facebook page. So we want to thank you for the amazing support that you have given us over the last twelve months. And we just want to keep it on going, keep the momentum going. We're getting more and more people seeing who we are, and our message is spreading to the world, and that that's awesome. God is working well in in us and in this ministry, and we're uh, our church is growing too. We're fixing to grow into a bigger church here in, in Colorado Springs. We don't run the church, but we attend this awesome church called Colorado Christian Fellowship, and it's really growing. We got more and more people visiting every week so it's very exciting to see what God is working towards in that and also we just wanted to thank you for like I said the amazing support we're getting on this uh podcast we're growing in many 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 countries now we're getting more exposure over there and and in closing we also just want to say you know you got this when you let God lead the way talk at you later guys